2023 was a bit of a weird year where gaming's concerned. A lot of good things happened and a lot of bad things happened too. I personally see 2023 as both the best and worst year for gaming. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Gaming Companion Podcast, I'm Becky. Now, I'm not usually one for reflecting on the previous year's events, especially since my years in review from Spotify, Sony, Nintendo, every other app that gives you a year review always seem to fall a little flat. But if there is a year that I should start reflecting, especially on the gaming industry, I think 2023 should be it. A lot of good and bad things happened for the industry, and I thought it would be good to get all my thoughts out into the open. I'm going to start off with positives, or what I see as positives anyway. Strange as it may seem to anyone who knows my opinion about the entire event, the 2023 Game Awards actually did a little bit of good this past year. I'll get into the why it definitely hurts a little later. Baldur's Gate winning Game of the Year and being so closely tied with Alan Wake 2 was, in my opinion, the best outcome of the event. Neither of them have microtransactions for one thing. And in BG3's case, it's not another action-adventure AAA with a huge open-world map filled with inconsequential fetch quests. I've yet to play Alan Wake 2, but from what I've heard, it doesn't fit into the standard AAA mold either. Now, BG3 isn't entirely perfect, and I'm not trying to say it is. Larian Studios were scraping by on the edge of bankruptcy for pretty much the entirety of the six-year development, which is both a development time frame and financial position that just isn't feasible for any developer, both AAA and indie. Alan Wake 2 and its maker Remedy Entertainment shows that it is possible to create a meaningful experience without all those other trappings of what's become the standard AAA experience without breaking the bank, but even then it did take them 13 years to develop the game. I don't expect many games at all to offer the same amount of content that Baldur's Gate 3 does. However, I think both games being so well loved will encourage other developers to expand outside the mould a little. Anyway, I'm also happy that Tears of the Kingdom and Spider-Man didn't win Game of the Year. Not because I think they're bad games or that they didn't deserve it. In fact, I think a lot of people were expecting Spider-Man to win, so I've probably annoyed quite a lot of people there. However, these two titles not winning shows that, despite its other failings, the Game Awards aren't completely biased to the big names of Nintendo and Sony, and that's the kind of thing we need. But talking about the Game Awards leads me to the not-so-good parts of this past year. First, let me change topics just a little to E3. The 2023 event was cancelled during the summer, and it was officially cancelled for good in December. Now, I never actually got the opportunity to attend an E3 event. It's one of those things I had on the maybe one day bucket list. You know, the bucket list that isn't quite so serious, but if you could do it, it would be nice. So I'm, I'm not too bummed out about the fact that it's no longer available. However, there aren't any major in-person events that I know of that can take its place. What has seemed to have tried to take its place is the online Summer Game Fest, which Jeff Keighley started in 2020. Interestingly enough, according to some sources, Keighley claims to have attended every E3 event since it began but he believes the in-person nature of it doesn't serve gaming fans, devs or publishers as well as online events. Now, I'm not suggesting for a minute that Summer Game Fest killed E3 at all, but there's no doubt that Keeley got inspiration for the fest through E3 and what he wanted it to be. From Keeley's opinion on what serves fans, devs and publishers well, it's safe to assume he'd take that same energy into the Summerfest and make that a place that serves fans, devs and publishers well. Maybe even do the same for the Game Awards? Unfortunately, just based on the 2023 Game Awards and how that fiasco went down, Keeley doesn't have 
a better idea of how to better serve fans, devs and publishers. Which leads me to the next not so great thing for gaming in 2023, the Game Awards. Weird, I know, because I started this episode saying how it was a great sign for the future of the industry. I just don't think it's quite there yet. I watched the Game Awards for the first time in 2022 and my impressions of it were it's more geared towards advertisements than the games winning the awards. For 2023 I put together a little prediction of which games would win the awards and I mentioned in that the event would likely end up the same, mostly back-to-back ads with rapid fire awards. And I was right. Despite the Game Awards being named as it is, and marketed to viewers as a celebration of the developers of the games released in the year, the 2023 Game Awards was again more about fitting in as many game announcements as possible with short, minute-long segments covering three or four awards at once. And that's not going into the entire shenanigans of irrelevant celebrity appearances which went on for multiple minutes while the actual developers were limited to short 30-second speeches and hustled along with a please wrap it up sign and loud music. Not really a great vibe for the fans, devs and publishers of the gaming industry. Setting aside my personal dislike of how the Game Awards went down, Jeff Keighley is at least a gaming enthusiast and by far the worst thing to happen to the industry. According to the LA Times, there were over 6,500 jobs lost over the course of 2023, and those were just the ones that had been reported by the end of November. There were a lot more jobs lost that just were not tracked, and a lot more lost in the last month of 2023 as well. In that LA Times article, and in an interview held on NPR with Amir Satbat, and on a bunch of forums online, it's been theorised that the layoffs were mostly down to Covid. The sharp rise of popularity of gaming because everyone was stuck at home led to overhiring, and studios realised they couldn't keep up because people aren't playing games so much anymore, and they started firing people. Which is a potential excuse, I don't think it explains the entirety of it though. A bunch of people who lost their jobs have been in the industry for years. They've proven their skills and have worked on a number of well-known influential games. Just one example is Michael Salvatore, a composer who worked on Bungie's Destiny 2 and Halo soundtrack. Anyone who is familiar with either of those games knows how good the soundtrack is. I don't believe it was an overhiring issue that lost him his job. Still, I'm no expert and I can't say for sure why the layoffs happened. On the subject of bad corporate decisions, let's talk a little about artificial intelligence in video game development. I have a lot of opinions on using AI as a tool to speed up the work process. Most of these opinions won't fit in this time segment and I'm trying to keep this as short as possible. For the basic gist, a few companies have stated their intent to start using AI in the production of video games. Microsoft and Square Enix are the biggest examples of this. Unfortunately, the way I see AI being used in my current industry is to cut corners in content creation that just shouldn't be cut, and it seems the only people utilising AI and quality checking the work produced are the people who aren't experienced enough to know better, and I do not want the gaming industry to go the same way. Adding on to the fact that studios are laying off so many people, it doesn't look good. No doubt at least a few higher-ups in corporate see AI as a way to speed up production and cut costs, which I do not see as feasible because you still have to hire people that know what they're doing. Now as for my hopes for 2024, most of the issues of 2023 will carry on. 
the layoffs won't end just because it's a new year. In fact, there have already been a bunch in these first few days as it is. AI won't suddenly disappear, and it will likely become even more prevalent based on Square's recent announcements of being extremely aggressive with using AI in their development process. The Game Awards of 2024 will also probably be very similar to the 2023 event. However, that doesn't mean 2024 will be horrible. I, for one, am hoping that all the good things that happened in 2023, such as the multiple quality games released, will continue over into the new year. And I will still be here, making videos, writing blog posts, and occasionally posting podcast episodes. If you would like to be notified when a new podcast episode comes out, make sure you subscribe to this channel. If you're listening to this on a platform that lets you leave comments, please leave a comment. If you are listening to this on a platform that doesn't have comments, you can send me an email with your thoughts on the subject at thegamingcompanionpod at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and I will see you next time. Bye!